guys, I'm Ash. And I'm Pete. We're two friends with a combo of seven kids ranging from toddlers to 20s and two crazy husbands. Our paths were not easy. With childhood battle wounds, divorce, second marriages and all, we somehow found each other. And together we talk real life, laugh, cry, and figure out how to survive the day. Music is by Dustful Champion. To hear Dustful Champion's newest hits, search Dustful Champion on Spotify. Hey guys, it's Ash and Pete. Hey. We are back for round two of Priscilla's story. Yeah. Pete's story. She... I know. I know these are not like... Um... You know, funny, exciting, yeah, funny. fun yeah, episodes. About, yeah, yeah. I'm not about like you know my kids being monsters or anything, but uh, these are also very important topics to discuss. Right. Too, so yeah, very very important. Yeah. Um, for anyone who did not tune in to last week, um, here is your warning. Your first warning is you need to go back and listen to the first episode. You need to listen to part one of, of Peace Story because it. This is you can't, yeah, you can't start here. Yeah. So, <laughs> go, so back. go back. Um, second one is that um, it is based on sexual abuse. So if you have little ears around that you don't want hearing it, um, you would want to listen later or mm, get those little ears away. Yeah. Put your head, put your headphones on. Yeah. AirPods. <laughs> yes. Right? AirPods. AirPods. Dang it. We're really not hip. Sorry, guys. Wow. Sorry. I'm going to get it right. <laughs> yeah, I think you said it. Earpods? No, you said earpods last uh, on when we did my story. I think I did say, I did say earpods. You did? Time, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was just thinking, I don't think you did because you said they're not earpads. Yeah. So I think you might have said ear pods, but I didn't even catch it at that point. So I'm not hip hip enough to recognize it. So whatever. Anywho. So enough of that. Um, Let's get right in because peace story. There is so So many layers to to it. So much more that we need to discuss. So we left off. um, Your mom had told you that she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, by your stepfather and you were having a little hard time yeah, with that. Having yeah. a rough time. Yeah. Eventually, obviously, you did start to get excited for the baby and oh, things yeah. like that. Yeah. By then I was like working and so I would buy things and I would I I, I actually ended up like planning I a baby shower shower for her. I, oh, cute. I did I I threw her a baby sh- this is back my first party days okay? <laughs> so this is how I was out I was I've always been yes um I threw her a baby shower oh. I rented the back room at Bobby Salazar's oh my gosh and invited all her friends and our family and had game everything and I remember being, you know, back then you could have a hundred and two fever, and you didn't have COVID. You just could still go on. Yeah, right. I yeah. A fever. Oh, jeez. And I still went and did everything. And then I, like, afterwards we packed up, and I went home, and my mom's like, "You need to go lay down." <laughs> I was a surprise. She didn't even know I was doing. Anything. Oh, how so, cute! That's really, really cute. Yeah, and, um, I, and I was in the delivery room when he was born. Like it was great. We were. I was sixteen by the time he was born. So. It was different for that. Do you almost feel like he was, um, that he kind of got you to a better place? Yes. Like you, do you feel like things started getting better for you after that? I think he bridged my mom and I, I think he's, he's a big part of that. How I was able to kind of move past some things with her because Obviously, we struggled for a long time with yeah. our relationship. Yeah. Um, if I rewind things just a little bit, so one of the things that you know I hadn't brought up. So remember, during this time, I didn't go to school like public school. Right. P was homeschooled. I was homeschooled, she meaning like really schooled in, herself. Independent studies. You yeah. Do it yourself. Um. I 
So I didn't have like a normal, like there was no outlet for me besides the church and whatever like activities I did with the church. Yeah. My mom will let me do those things, but anything outside of that, I didn't do. Mm. And, and so I didn't have a whole lot of friends. Um, and I didn't, I mean, I had friends at the church that those yeah. were my only friends really, because that was the only people that we really hung around with. And I didn't have a whole lot of outlets. I wasn't like involved in like a sport, sport or... that, you know, or anything like that. Um, so I think those are important things to, to, to say, because I think it has a lot to do with how I dealt with it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to move out of that rut for so long. Yeah. When I was about, I don't know, it was junior high. Um, we lived in some apartments. I actually, my mom let me go to junior high for like the first semester. Oh, wow. But it was a ghetto school. Do you ghetto. want to say the school? It was Kings Canyon. I um, didn't even know that was a school. Yeah, Kings Canyon Middle School. I didn't know that exists. A <laughs> um, little, little rough around the edges. Yeah. Um, that was back in the um, Mariah, you're on fire days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a really rough time um, meeting friends. Uh-huh. But I had like one friend, she was like, like amazing. She was um, like this huge chick. Like she was so tall and she was just this big, massive girl. And she was like, she loved me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm fine. Like, I yes, yes, we're like greatest friends, you know. And I had a few others, but um, I had a hard time connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And um, and I had my mom was dealing with her husband who was still, they're still married, you know, and this is like, I'm like 12, 13, right? So this is like two or three years after all yeah. this had happened. He's still cheating. He's still getting into shit. She's still having to clean up all his stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I will tell you that I really, I, I, um, I, I don't know how to say it except that I, I yearn to have a boyfriend for mm-hmm. some reason. And I think it was because I just wanted someone else like yeah. to listen to me or be with or do things with or talk to have a relationship with. Yeah. It wasn't anything that I wanted like a sexual relationship. I just wanted a relationship with someone. Uh-huh. And she was very against me having a boyfriend. Your mom? Yes. Okay. Through my entire, like until I moved out, like yeah. she was very against me having boyfriends. Um, but anyway, obviously I was, I was young, so whatever. I'm in junior high and all that, but, um, we had, and honestly, I don't even know if I've told my mom this story. I really don't think I have, but, um, we had a neighbor who, um, was a friend of ours also went to church, all that stuff. And her son came to live with her for a little bit because he, he was divorcing his wife, which we all knew that family and all them and every, we knew everyone in that family. Okay. So he was like a family friend Mm -hmm. and he was my mom's age and we lived in this apartment and we, and I would go for swims and I would go swimming and sometimes he would come out to the pool and he started doing stuff to me. Oh no. And I think for whatever reason, I was so, I don't know. This has nothing to do with me wanting a boyfriend because I didn't see him in that light. But I remember, and it only happened a few times, but I remember him. I mean, I'm, I'm 12. 13. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. I'm a little kid. Yeah. But I remember him saying, are you scared? And I said, no. And I think I was so iced. Mm. Like, I don't even think I felt anything. Wow. And I knew, I knew then like something was wrong with me because I don't even, I don't even, I don't even feel anything. 
like I don't feel scared. I I mean a little maybe, but I don't feel scared. I'm not. I don't like it. Yeah. But I just don't have any feeling. Oh. Like you're just numbed. Like numbed. you had been so hurt, you were just numbed. numb. Like it didn't even matter. Oh, and you never told your mom about no. that. And I do remember her once asking me, like, I don't think I like him going into the pool. Like, if you're going to be out there. Like, she, I, and I don't know, maybe she had, had an idea or maybe she just didn't think that, think that, that was, he should be out there because <laughs> yeah, you're younger and he's he older. Yeah. But, and like I said, it didn't go on for very long. But I remember that and I remember thinking, like, you might be a little messed up. Yeah. You know, because that's yeah. not normal. No, no. And whatever, I went, we went on and I mean, I made sure after a few times, I just like didn't, I made sure I didn't go back to the pool or anything anymore. And I, I kept my distance. Oh, okay. And he didn't try anything no. after that. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, and so did your mom's husband live with you guys at that point? No. 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 He was living in an apartment or something. He may have even been living with his girlfriend at the time. Um, but your mom and him weren't seeing each other or they were? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, they were really off and on all the time. Okay. All the time. And even when they were on, he maybe didn't live at the house, but maybe he would come over or something. Uh I really could never keep, I don't even know, you know, um, when she was pregnant, when I turned 15, when I was 15 and she was pregnant with my youngest brother, they were not together that I like, obviously they were together, but they were not like together. Uh-huh. As for as far as I knew. So it really took me because yeah. I thought at the time they were not together. Like we were yeah. kind of good, right? Yeah. Um throughout her pregnancy, I don't really remember him being around. Uh-huh. But I also started, you know, I started working at 14. Mm-hmm. And so by then I was really working. And um I would I would I would do my schoolwork and then I would turn it in once a week and I would go to work and I would work all day, every day. Um, when, before I got to the point where I was working, um, on the days that I didn't, I would, you know, have the kids. So I'd take them to school, walk them to school, walk them Mm -hmm. home, do whatever was always with the kids or I was at work. That's where I was. Um, so I, I kind of just pushed through and I think my goal was always when I graduate, I'm getting out of here. Uh huh. I'm getting out of here. There was a point, I think it was during my mom being pregnant with Jaren. Um, I had been talking to this guy who lived in LA. Oh, how a chat line, a chat room or AOL something? AOL chat line. Woo-hoo! You know, before all the social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, terrible. I know. Terrible. How old was he? He was like 17 and I was 15. Okay. Um, So he said he was 17. Right. Um, (laughs) But this is how stupid and crazy I am. Oh my God. This is like going to give me anxiety to even say these things. But, um, (laughs) you know, I, 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 um, I was so miserable at home. Yeah. And he knew a little bit. He didn't know everything uh-huh. and he was like you should come out here oh no what did you do i i bought a greyhound ticket and took off to la stop i did you've never told me that <laughs> either yeah oh my gosh you, in la Rougher than here? A little bit rougher than even here. <laughs> <laughs> so did he come pick you up? He did. Okay. He did. Oh, my God. My, my grandfather almost had a heart attack. I mean, he was really, like, taken back. My mom. And I remember, I just remember everyone being so angry that I could do something like this. 
you know, that uh-huh. I would just take off like this. And how old were you? 15? 15. Okay. And I remember thinking, you have no idea. Yeah. You know, why I'm taking off like this. I'm not taking off like this because I was told to do the dishes. Right. But that's what everyone's thinking right. because it's been hush hush. Right. Um, so that made me very angry because the family all saw me as like, I was this crazy, raging, like selfish little brat teenager. And uh, you have a great mom and family. And what are you doing? What the hell is the matter with you? And it was like, you have no idea. And I can't say anything. Yeah. And now I look back and think, well, Demi, you should have just told them. Yeah. What's what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah. Right? But at 15 and even before that, it's like, how do I tell people this, this happened? And she's still with him. And how is that going to look? And I'm still like kind of protecting her. Yeah. She's still your mom. She's still my mom. And I'm thinking like, if anyone should tell you guys, it's her. Right. But she's, she's the adult. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I was there for like a week and I came home. Um, a whole week? Yeah. And did he live with his parents? Yeah. And they didn't care? No. Oh, goodness. Super Mexican. <laughs> no, I think his mom was concerned. But I think he kind of shared a little bit with his parents. Oh. They were just like, you, you, you need to go home. Like, you know, you need to go home to your mom and talk to her. You know, they were sweet. I was Did you sweet. go home and talk so to her? Kind of. I think after that, I think she may have realized I was super angry <laughs> after that. Okay. That and then it was known, like, the goal is to graduate high school. And then you and can get move up. out and I can move out and we'll be, we'll figure it out from there. Okay. And, um, and so, so we did. So I went through that. I, I mean, I, I literally, Ash would buy when I would go to Target or something and I would see like cups and bowls and stuff on clearance. I would buy them. Dang. And I'd box everything up and keep it in my closet. Wow. So when I moved out, I literally You had a had, closet? Well, in the, it was in the hallway. It was a oh, okay. closet. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I used it. <laughs> I mean, no, that's why I just was like, I thought you lived in the kitchen. Still, yeah, I still lived in the kitchen. Okay. Um, when I turned, I had to be 16 already. Yeah, because pretty sure um, Jen had already been born. And, you know... Again, Roy starts coming in and out again. Mm-hmm. And I believe part of it was my mom didn't know how to deal with him, how he could be a father to the kids yeah. and not be a husband to her. Like, I don't think she knew how to separate that. Oh. Even though it's, people do it all the time. Right. Maybe, but right. I, just don't, I just don't think she, she did. And I honestly do believe that this happens a lot to people where they're, I would say more old school people, but uh-huh. where, where you tell your parents or you tell your mom and your mom isn't as, as, uh, what's the word? Like comforting. Oh, okay. I think this does happen. Um, I think it happens a lot in different cultures and I think it's because of keeping it hush hush. And I think I, I really do because when I when I look at my, not just my situation but others, I think there is something to that 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 there's almost like a this culture that kind of can hide it sometimes because they don't want it to exist. And I feel like even in my own family, that has been the culture in past, not just with me. Oh, okay. I think that hopefully nowadays things are different and maybe people are more vocal and understanding. And I hope to God, there's never a parent out there that ever makes their children feel this way because it's awful. And as embarrassed as you might think you are, it is so much worse for the kid to ignore it and, and not take your child serious enough to get them the help 
yeah. and to vocalize it because there's something powerful about vo- vocalizing it. Right. It's like I said when when I was um, sharing my story, you can't keep everything in. No. You can't. You have yeah. to get it out. And that's why I think therapy is so helpful. Yes. And I mean, I I know I was younger, so maybe I would not have been as affected by it. But I also think that I'm not as affected by it because I did so much therapy. Yeah. Like I really... I really was able to to really go through it and get everything out yeah. and deal with all of it and address all of, I mean I also didn't have my abuser around yeah. I, I think that I can't imagine how you are able to do that you know like yeah. that is a that is a completely different story and I think that it's weird because I I think that I was more concerned with him being there and like, I don't know. I wasn't concerned for a long time that he would ever try to do it again. Really? I don't know that that was a big like fear of mine. I think I was just so uncomfortable around him and I was so angry that why is he here after he would do that? Right. Why do you want him around? Yeah. You know, I don't care if he's their dad. Right. I don't care. Yeah. No one should be around him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Even even the boys shouldn't. And when I was about 16, um, I fell asleep on the couch, which is not uncommon because I lived in the kitchen. So the kitchen and the living room room right right there. there. And, um, And, um, excuse me, my mom wants me to rephrase this. I lived in the dining room, not the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) My mom wants me to rephrase it. Live next to the stove. (laughs) (laughs) That, that is really, I envision it, the stove refrigerator counters and And then then like a table in your bed. (laughs) It is. That's how I envision it. Maybe you're going to have to draw a picture. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You lived on the table. It's fine. No, just kidding. No, I put all my pictures on the table. Um, <laughs> but I was, um, I fell asleep on the couch and he came over and he started to like, to do stuff. He started to like massage me and rub me and stuff. Oh. And I, all of a sudden, just like, like the blood, every blood vessel just like was about ready to burst in my whole body. Like I could, all of a sudden it's like, that shaky, oh my God feeling. Yeah. And, um, and I just remember thinking like, you, you got to get out of here, get away from him right now. And I did, I got up, I never said anything. I got up and I walked out and I went to go sleep with my brothers in their bed. Do you think he would have done worse than what he did when you were younger? Sicko. Yes. Sicko. Did you ever tell your mom? I don't, I don't think so. Wow. I think I just felt like, what's the point? I mean, if you Mm -hmm. don't take what I said already, like, what would be the point? Yeah. There's no reason to share it. No. And I look back and I think what a mistake because he, he didn't stop at that point. Yeah. Um, but I had hoped that, I don't know, at that point, I think I'm thinking it's like I'm 16, 16 and a half. Like, I just need to get the fuck out of this house. Okay. Like, I just wanted so to. So you were about 16 and a half when he did that? Yeah. Never after, after you got up and left, never tried anything? No, I went and laid down with my brothers and I, and I slept with them for a while. Oh, like you in did? Their, yeah, in their room with them because I knew, like, there nothing would happen if I was with my brothers. You know, they, you know, I could just cuddle with them. Yeah. He's not going to come in. Yeah. So I slept with them for a while. How old were they at this time? Gosh, probably, um, probably... 
nine and seven, something oh, okay. like that. Okay. So old enough. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but they had bunk beds, so I would, you know. Sleep with one yeah, of them. Yeah, sleep with one yeah. of them. Um, yeah, that was, that was probably, I think at that point I was still kind of numb, but I was just like, there's no point in even talking to my mom. Okay. Um, I moved out. My mom and I still struggled with our relationship throughout my teenage years. Um, and I kind of talked about this in the earlier podcast. I graduated. I was with, at the time, my, well, at the time was my boyfriend, but my first husband mm-hmm. and he knew everything. And he, he really had a, he really struggled with his, with our, like with my mom. He I really can see that. Time. He had a really hard time with her and he had, he was a little bit older than me. So he had already moved out. He was already living with his roommates. And the goal was like, when you move out or like when you're ready to be done, when you turn 18 or whatever, when you're done with everything, then like, you know, we'll go get a place or we'll yeah. like live here or whatever. Well, my mom and I had an explosive argument. Um, Do you and, remember what it was about? Yeah. It was about her. It was about her parenting. With okay. The boys. And we got into a big fight and I'd already graduated at this point. So I'm 17 still though. I don't, turn, yeah, I don't turn 18 for until after summer ends. And, um, she, she was, she made the comment. She's like, if you don't like it, then you can leave your key on the counter and you can get out. And I said, that's all I've that's... been asking for you to tell me. <laughs> you she, said that I did. Yeah. And she goes, oh, gosh, well, if you leave your key here, she's like, you can, don't ever look back. I said, fine. She's like, you won't come back. And I said, that's fine. I don't ever want to come back. Yeah. And I all I've here. ever wanted is to get out. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> I'm not trying to return. <laughs> Thank you. So I left my key on the counter. I grabbed my boxes of dishes and things that I had ready for my new apartment. Did you have him come and pick you I up? Come. I said, I need you to come get me. He said, okay, I'm there. And I never lived with my parents after that. (laughs) (laughs) So that was at 17. 17. Yeah. And I, I didn't talk to my mom for a few months at that point. Um, Did you get to see the boys at all or no, since you weren't talking to your mom? It took me a while to see them, but I did end up seeing them. Um, That was hard. Yeah, that was hard. I not can being imagine able to see them, um, and still my family has no idea, right? So again, I'm still just like this terrible, bad teenage, which is so crazy because you're like a kid who can teach herself, like get herself through school, um, work when you're 14, like catch 15 buses, walk 53 <laughs> yeah. miles to get to work, and they're thinking like, oh, Priscilla's just this awful teenager yeah, she's so rebellious and <laughs> um but when i was when i was living um it had probably been i don't know a year that i had moved out already um maybe a little less but i was living with um my first husband and um i got a call from a relative, from a family member that they had stayed, that they were, they'd stayed with my mom, which was not uncommon. Yeah. And she's, um, a little bit older than, no, sorry. She's a little bit younger than I am, like a year and a half younger than I am. Okay. And have you talked to your mom in between moving out in this conversation? I don't don't remember talking to her. Okay. It was like very brief and light, nothing, nothing crazy. Okay. Um, and she called and she was bawling and I was like, what's going on? Like, what happened? And she said, I'm staying at your mom's and I was asleep on the couch and my heart just fell. Cause I just you knew. knew, I just knew. Ugh. And she was scared. She didn't know what to do. Did she, she know me. that he had done it to you? No, no. That's so nobody talked about it. Yeah. And that's so crazy that she, were you guys close? 
Yes, we were. I didn't, I mean, here I am thinking like, though, I'm like, I'm now living on my own and almost, you know, an adult or no, I am an adult. I'm over 18. Yeah. And I don't know that I would be the first person she would call, but I'm grateful I was. Right. Um, yeah. We need a break really quick. Okay. Come back. And yes. And we are picking back up where you had a family member call you and she told you she was bawling and she said she was staying at your mom's and she was yeah. sleeping on the couch and your heart just dropped. Yeah, because I knew. I knew it was him. I knew what he had done and I didn't need to know the details. I just, I knew, you know. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I told her then, I said, I, I know what. I believe you and I know what he did because he did it to me. What did she say? She was bawling. So she like, she couldn't really talk much at no. all. And I said, I'm going to call my mom and I'm going to tell her. Okay. And like, I basically was like, I'll take care of things. Yeah. And, um, I think that I felt I felt bad because I felt like had I told her, maybe she wouldn't have allowed herself to be a victim to it. Okay. But I felt like, I think I was even more angry with my mom because I felt like, do you see? Like, he's never going to fucking stop. Right. Like, you keep allowing this monster yeah. into our home. This is why I left. Right. You know? And... I called her and I, I basically told her, I, I talked to, um, you know, my ex-husband who was my boyfriend at the time. And I said, told him what happened. And he's like, oh my God. And I told him, I, she has to leave him. She has to leave him. And I need to, I need to make her leave him. Like I, this has to stop. Yeah. So I told her, I said, I called her and I just said, I am done with this this is did you say what had happened yeah i told her what happened what was her response she couldn't believe it she was like are you kidding me and i said if you don't leave him i'll take you to court and i will and i'll take the kids i'll take custody of the kids what was her response at that point she said i'm leaving him i'm leaving him i'll never i'll never see him again i'll never be with him again do you think that it was because you said you're going to take the kids or do you think she finally saw at that point? I think she finally saw. Yeah. I was like, I want my boy, I want my brothers far away from him because as much as he was terrible to me and the things that he did to me, he was not a good father to, to my brothers. He was not, he was a terrible husband but he was also not a good father and he did a lot of mental um, abuse with the, oh, with the kids that I okay. saw a lot throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And I just could not figure out why she wouldn't leave him. Right. Yeah. What does he have? It's not his job. Right. It's not his financial. Right. You know? Yeah. He's not offering He's not Annie. a good dad. Look at what he did to your daughter. Look at what he's doing to your kids. And you can't leave him. And I was so like just done with all of that. And she did. And she did. She left him. She she filed for divorce. We went through and and I say we because I was I stood by her side through through it all. Mm -hmm. We went through an ugly divorce. It was. It was ugly. Not so much. You know, not so much the divorce part of it, like the marriage. It was the um, custody. custody. 
Did uh, he get a lot of time with the boys? Yeah, for a while. And then, and then um, we got, you know, he got, uh, he got a lot of time with it. Basically he got the ability to just have them. And uh, honestly, I mean, he didn't really ever, I don't think he ever really wanted to have them long-term. I think he threatened my mom with that a lot. Just to, just to threaten. Play games. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think she was more afraid that he was going to take off with them. He was yeah. that, he was that psychotic. Oh gosh. Like that he would take off with them and she'd never see his kids, her kids. Yeah. And we went through, I mean, he, we did, um, the boys had to do like, um, uh, where they do visitation, it's supervised mm -hmm. visitation. So they go into a place. Did right? they have that because of his history? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, you know, he never denied what he did to me. What about your relative? Did they press charges? I don't remember, but I, I feel like, and I, I could be wrong, but I feel like I think he denied. He did. Yeah. And how old was she? She was a year and a half younger than me. So like 16, 17. Mm -hmm. Ay, ay, ay. And so that goes back to when I say all they do is get out yeah, and they do it to someone else mm -hmm. and they do it to someone else. And the problem with the situation like mine where it's thrown under the rug is then the people around you become victim because yeah. they're the people that are around him or right. that person. Right. They fall victim because you you because your voice was never heard. Right. Whether it was your choice or not. At the time it was not my choice. Right. I wasn't old enough to make that choice to yeah. have a voice. Yeah. You know, my parent was my your voice. My voice. Yeah. And she didn't have one for me. Right. And it took a lot of letting go of a lot of anger. Um, to, to move on from that and to realize like, this is, this is a part of my story. This is just what everything that's happened to me. I'm a fighter. I'll get through it. Yeah. And it's also one of the, I don't need anyone. Right. You know, which is good and bad. It is good and bad. Like we've talked about in previous episodes. It's like, it hardened me. In mm -hmm. a lot of ways for a long time. Yeah. And it's hard for me to trust people. It's hard for me to accept like that people to be vulnerable in front of people because I've had these issues, but yeah. I'm at the place now. I mean, I've dealt with it. I, I, when, when my first husband and I separated and he didn't want to go through counseling with me anymore I kept going and it helped because it helped me lay this kind of stuff to rest too yeah and I didn't I didn't go initially to deal with it right it, it surfaced yeah yeah and then it's like well I never had I never dealt with it I never dealt with you know the anger and the hurt or talking to anybody mm -hmm. eventually after I had um I think I had already had Tristan by the time I told my family. Oh, really? Yeah. So, okay. So when your other relative, when it happened with your other relative, then at that point, did family know? No. No? No. Do they know now? Yes. I think so. Yes. Do they know because it came out I about think you? My aunt, I think after that happened, um, my aunt, who's my mom's, uh, sister. She found she out. She did. I talked to her. I told oh, her. Oh, you told her about you. And I told her what had happened. And the reason oh, why. With, oh, with the other person. And I think for her, it was like, ugh. like she was upset, but it's like she, it kind of made sense. Everything, why you know? everything happened the way it did. Yeah. Um, I told my grandparents later. Uh, after our, you know, after I had had Tristan and everything, I think I just finally had to, t I had, 
I had to for me. Yeah. Like tell them like, hey, I need to tell you guys something. Like it's not because I want to relive it, but it's because I need you to know like I wasn't just like a terrible, rebellious little girl. Right. There were things going on in the home that you didn't know about. And I always kind of hinted at that kind of stuff. Like people just don't know, which it's true. People just don't know what happens behind closed doors. No, you're right. Absolutely. Um, And I mean, I think they were just taken back by it all. I'm sure it's taken. Especially when now this person has done it to two family members, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I just, it's hard because even after that, you you know, you, you have to understand that until I would say the last, I don't know, let's see, the boys are now, I would say in the last 10 years, maybe less than that, probably 10 years, because it's probably been since, you know, Tony and I have been together and stuff, but up until that point, he was still around at some point. Oh, you know, even if it was to be in and out of the boy's life or whatever, or whatever, he just never went away, you know? Yeah. And it got easier after she left him, and then we didn't have to see him like on a right. regular, but it still was like, He's still there. Yeah. Now, after your relative, did you say you think they pressed charges? I feel like they must have. Okay. And he was already registered, though. Yeah. Which is why I say, what does that really do to yeah, anyone? I don't know. I don't know if, and I don't know if he ever did any like time for mm-hmm. anything. I mean, I look at it, but he did time for other things, you know, but I don't know that he ever did time for that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's still around. I mean, he's still out there. Probably doing the same stuff he's, you know, done in the past. Who knows? I mean, and he's how many years older, but here's the thing is I've known old men who do that stuff. They don't stop because they turn into a grandpa. Yeah. That that doesn't change it. And it's it's just so frustrating because it's like you can steal something from a store and get in more trouble than you could for molesting someone. Yeah. And that's insanity to me. Yeah. I mean, don't think any of them are great. I mean, don't do either of them. However, I do think stealing from a store is less impactful than, you know, doing yes. something like that to yes. an innocent person. Yeah. Not that the store owner is not innocent, but no, I know. you're not harming someone in that way. It's, it's a disturbing part of my childhood that lasted until I was an adult. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long span of it years is. that it you've. Is dealt with it ongoing. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I had mentioned when we talked about my situation, I had mentioned, um, you know, I was younger. And then when I was 20, I went back to therapy, had some issues, went back to therapy. But in between the, you know, I did therapy when I was a kid, um, like about two years, my mom said, from that point, you know, I'm what, eight years old. Eight until 20, nothing. So it's like, you know, all that time I had none of it. Your entire 10 to 20, even, even beyond, because then you said when, when you had tea is when you told your family. Yeah. So you're still dealing with it at that point. And And then then going to counseling counseling after. after. Yeah. In my 20s. Yeah. So it's like, that's a long, that's a good chunk of your life to have to be dealing with it. I mean, we've mentioned that, you know, like things will happen, like, you know, like a song came on earlier and I said, oh, that was a song that my molester used to listen to all the time. You know, it's like 
things like that will pop up, right. you know, that you deal with. But it's not it like a, that's how you're I, living. I do. And, and I'm the same way. There are there are songs. There are things. There mm -hmm. are cars. There are clothing. There are things that remind me of him. And yeah. it turns my stomach. Yeah. Because it reminds me of him. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the type of thing that randomly yes. it will happen. Yes. But you went basically... Long all time. those years day in day out having to deal with that type of thing it's and it's it really is why i think that i've had to learn to be softer as a person and to be more open and emotional because i think that i i still carry forever the you have to get over it yeah. Right. Like it doesn't matter what happens to you. You have to just keep fighting, even if it means not even dealing with it. Yeah. You just, which push, isn't good. Push it, under, push it under and keep fighting. Yeah. Push it under and keep fighting. And there's something to, and I know a lot of, a lot of people with different, different situations, not even just, you know, sexual abuse and molestation, but in different situations where they sweep things under the rug. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Right? Your family just sweeps things under the rug. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to act like none of that just happened. Mm -hmm. And I have since going through all of this and coming out on the other side, I'm always looked at as like the crazy one or the bold yeah. one or the maybe even bitchy one mm -hmm. or whatever, because I'm like, no, let's face this. It yeah. is what it is. Call it what it is. I don't care. It doesn't matter how ugly because I've seen the ugly. I've been yeah. through the ugly. And it's okay, like to call it what it is, because you're never you going to deal with it. You're not going to deal with it if you don't. And if you don't deal with it, shit's not not going to get better. Right, right. You need to deal with it because until you do, it's like we've talked about different things, like say addiction, addiction. If you pretend it's not happening, you are not doing anything for that family member or friend right. who is going through it. You have as uncomfortable as it is, as mad as they may get, you have to address it Yeah. because, and I mean, things might suck for a while because yeah, maybe then they don't talk to you. Maybe right. they don't talk to you because you brought it out and they don't want to hear what you have to say. But if you don't, there's never that opportunity that maybe that's that turning point. Yeah. Maybe that's when the light switch flips on. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there are so many things that we can do that enable someone who has something, you know, an addiction or something like that, um, that if we just handled it differently, it could change well, the outcome. I'm a, I'm a tough love kind of gal. Right. Like I am. I'm a straight shooter. But, but, but it's probably because of everything that it went is on. Because I because I look at what happened to me and I think, how many years of mental stability had would I have gained back if I had dealt with this? Right. I? But yeah. nobody wanted to. We wanted to yeah. all keep it a secret. You know. I mean, not me, but but my mom. You right. Know? And it was to be kept silent, and it was to be kept our little secret and that led me to deal with it on my own which was not healthy no at all no and had i just been had i had i shouted it and just got it off and dealt with it and mm -hmm. we all we all needed therapy and i still yeah. think my family's i mean we i mean i tell i tell any of them you know i tell the boys i tell my mom, like any of them if you feel you need it go yeah you're good now that's great but if you feel you need it, you need to go mm -hmm. because it can only help. Yeah. That's why a few years back, um, I was talking with my sister and, you know, we were talking about, you know, maybe therapy would help her. And I said, you know, we have free sessions through Victims Witness. Like she had never used it. since we were kids. She never used any of it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like. I went like a few years back, I went and I used it. They took care of it. Like they handled it, 
you know, I was having issues and they handled it. And it's like, you know, you should go. Like I always encourage it because I think, and I've, I've gone to therapy multiple times in my life for different things in my life. And it's never done anything but helped me. Right. You know, there, and honestly, even if it didn't help me, there was never anything bad that came of it. So even if I didn't have some type of closure or some type of growth or some type of like coping skills that I learned or something, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have hurt me at all, you know? So it's like, and I mean, I have a kid with anxiety who's done therapy and it has made a world of difference, you know? So it's, I am a big believer in therapy. Um, I think it's so important. And if there's anyone that is out there that has had a situation where um, something, you know, like that has happened, encourage the victim to do therapy, encourage their family to do therapy. You know, like in my case, it was something that impacted multiple people in our family. You know, we had family therapy together. Um, and I'm assuming it was helpful. We kept going, you know, so it it must've been doing something for us. So it's one of those things where I just, I think people need to be more open to it. And if you know anyone who's struggling from something like that, that you should definitely encourage them, you know, absolutely. Or if they're going through and they don't know what to do, recommend they go to therapy. They don't have to, con- you know, nobody's requiring them to continue to go. If they go and they don't like it, they don't have to continue to go. Yes. But I think that they could find use of it. Yes. And I think one of the other things to go along with that, this is, and this is where therapy really comes into play with it, is I have, I feel in, in my heart I'm not, look, I'll never, I'll never forgive him. Yeah. I won't, I'll never tell him. Like people could say, I remember one time he did call me and he did. He was crying and asked me for um, forgiveness. What? Yeah. And said, I'm sorry. And I said, I will, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forgive you. Don't ever ask me. You did. Good for you. It's never going to happen. Right. What I, what I've learned is I, I've, I've moved on. Mm -hmm. I've, I've tried to deal with my demons and the things that dealt, that hurt me. Yeah. That affected me. And I'm not going to stay angry. Right. You do have to let go of that. You have to let go of the anger behind it. In my situation, it was for him and for my mom. Right. Like, I had to let go of the anger from both of them. But I would never give him the satisfaction of telling him that I forgive him. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I think that that's important to, to understand that it's not that you have to I'll, – I'll, I can never be the person to say, you need to forgive the person that – that hurt you and that right. I, that I don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. What I believe in is that you have to heal yourself mm-hmm. and that you have to let go of anger because if you don't, it stays in your, it stays in your heart and your soul. Anger just makes you black. Right. Inside. It just pardons you, turns your heart black. It really, it really does because I know I that. for a long time between everything that I dealt with, with this and not dealing with it and then having my ex-husband do all this stuff to me, you know, throughout our marriage, the infidelity and everything, there was times where I was like getting so angry and so hard. It was hardening my heart more and yeah. more and more. And I already had a hard heart, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I know what that can do and it doesn't make your life any better. It doesn't no. make friendships any easier. It doesn't no. Make any, you have to let go of all of that kind of stuff. But I will say work on yourself, get therapy. You know, I, I had to, I did have to forgive my mom. Yeah. I'm glad I did because yeah. it, it's led us to the relationship that we have now. Right. Um, and, and, and the fact that I had a, I had a relationship with God. Yeah. I think that's huge too. It's huge. 
Because I think back and I think of the girl who was suicidal and I think of the girl who was so lonely and boy, that, that devil comes in real quick. Oh, absolutely. You're down. Yeah. And those thoughts can be so ugly, but there are, there are real thoughts Mm -hmm. and so many people can't avoid them because they don't have that. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah, they don't have that instilled in them to understand that you can give it, you can give it to him and it's okay. Yeah. Drop down on your knees and give it to God. It's too big for you. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. That's what it he's is. there for. Exactly. When things are too big for you, he can take it. Yeah. But you have to do it. You have to allow yeah. him to. Exactly. Yeah. You do have to give it to him. And so if it wasn't for those things, I just don't think that I could have came out on the other end. Yeah. You know? I, I could see that. I mean, I can't imagine being in the place that you were, um, that it is heartbreaking, you know, to hear you talk about where you were, but it's, I mean, thank God that you had him, Yeah. you know, because unfortunately, you know, it seems not everyone does, Yeah. you know, and there's just this this light in your darkness, you yeah. know, if you have it. Yeah. If you just have a relationship with God, if you just understand the value of that relationship. Yeah. That even if maybe you're not maybe you don't use it all the time. Right. Maybe you don't. Whatever. Yeah. But believe in it because it's there. Yeah. And there are things that are just too much for for us as people right. as humans. Yeah. We don't understand it and it is it is too much. That's, I mean, talking about that time frame that you went through, you not only went through all of that constantly where, you know, he was there, but then you also went through the other one, you know, like that neighbor guy or yeah. whatever, you know, on top of all of it. It's yeah. like, that's a lot to deal with, um, especially, you know, being a young person, you don't have the same type of like your brain just isn't as developed. No, no. you don't know how to handle things like that the same right. way. You don't know how to manage things the same way. So it's just um that's a lot to go through. Yeah. And that's good that you were able to rely on that relationship because I mean, for a lot of the time, it seems like that's pretty much all you had, you know, you didn't have friends to talk to family to talk to. It was just God. So yeah, Yeah, that is a good tip. Um, I think we're getting close to the end here. Thank you for sharing your story. It's a tough one. So do appreciate it. It's not a glamorous one. It's not a fun one. And it's, it's a hurtful one for, for a lot of other people because a lot of people were affected by it, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And we'll, we'll always be. Right. You know? I mean, that's what happens when you're victim to something like this and their family mm-hmm. or, or they have, um, you know, children, unfortunately. Yes. Um. But it's important because I, I just, I need people to understand, like, it's, you're not alone if you've gone through it. Everyone's story is different. Look at how different our stories are from each other. Yeah. But we have this common denominator between us Mm -hmm. of this terrible thing that, but we've both been able to be strong enough to overcome. Right. Right. So thank you for sharing your story. Absolutely. And we will be back next week. Next week. Different topic. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but please DM us. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever, um, DM us. Let us know if you have any questions. You want to share anything? We don't have to share it with everyone. Yeah, we won't share it with everyone. But um, if you need to get something off your chest. We're here. We're here for all of you. Yes. Um, we are passionate about this topic because Absolutely. it's such us and we do feel that that 
there is not enough light shed on it. Yeah. That the punishment is not enough. No. That um, our kids, our our community needs to be aware and be alert, be vigil. Yeah. And uh, and we need to also be able to feel a little security knowing that something actually happens right. to people when they get caught. Yeah. Right now, that doesn't That's happen. not there. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thanks for swapping with us. Segment music by Callie Grace. For more of Callie Grace's hits, follow Callie Grace on iTunes and Spotify today.